everybody, I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. I'm David. We're, uh, this is So Many Sequels you are enjoying right now. We are bringing you a little bit of a bonus episode uh, this time. Uh, it's, you know, July, and we like to do a little mid-year review this time of year. So we thought we'd throw an extra, an extra show your way in the middle of our uh, Star Trek series that we're doing now. So <laughs> this year's different than most years because not a lot of mo- movies have come out. We got about two and a half months of theatrical releases at the beginning of the year. I believe it was around mid-March when they started to pull movies. So, and that's notoriously a very slow period anyway. So since then, the new movies that we've gotten have all been streaming. And there's not been a lot. There's been a few, but not a lot. A few big movies have were taken from theaters to streaming. Um... The first big one was Trolls World Tour. I don't think any of us watched that. I didn't get a chance to watch that one yet. And then, you know, um, The Lovebirds. We'll definitely be talking about that on this episode. That moved to um, streaming. Netflix, uh, I think, specifically, right? Yes. Yeah. Dave Batista's My Spy movie. Yeah. Moved I from theaters it. to yeah. Amazon Prime. That's right. Um, I won't name them all. but And then just recently, uh, Tom Hanks' Greyhound moved from theaters to Apple TV Plus. And we'll definitely be talking okay. about that movie today Okay, I thought well. that was going to be the case. But, and then we don't know what's coming for the rest of the year. We have literally no idea what movies yeah. will or will not come out. Yeah, so, you, you, we, we just don't have a, even a, a good guess. I figure we can start off kind of going around talking about what our favorite movies of 2020 have been so far. Mm-hmm. The few that we've gotten to see. Are you all... Like maintaining a 2020 list on Letterboxd by by any chance? I am. Andrew's yeah. eyes tell me he is not. I have neglected it. You jerk. You can total you can, jerk. <laughs> you lazy. La- what 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 else do you really do, Andrew? We just sit in our homes all day. You just bake. All you do is bake shortbread. All right, and watch movies. You can't yeah. make a list of the movies you've seen this year that happen to be released in this year? Yeah. For the record, Josh and I went through everybody's Letterboxd account the other day. And Andrew, no, I know for did. a fact that you've reviewed about 500 movies. And I know that you ain't seen 500 movies this year. So what the hell, brother? Why don't you put them in a damn list? I forget about it. I mean, mm-hmm. like... You review them all day. We did. Movies, though, well, we wanted... So we were looking features at... almost what I do. We were looking at everybody's Letterboxd to see how each of us rates movies and for the most part three of us are pretty good at spreading it out um i can't remember how garrett's worked yours mine pretty is about much... mine's right in the middle just about and, here and david and i were pretty close to the middle too but andrew is lopsided with five star movies <laughs> all you do is rate five star movies you have a bunch we of like, five what stars is this? and like a handful of one to two stars. Well, well yeah. and then we went through everybody's half star ratings to see what what we've all rated as the worst movies, and it was pretty on par. <laughs> it was pretty correct. Yeah, it's it pretty was interesting. A, yeah, it was worth. It was interesting. Worth I like to read dive. you guys as review I, when I get the chance. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I enjoy reading everyone's reviews too. I think that I think that David um, has reviewed the most movies. Followed by me, and then Garrett, and then I think Andrew. 
This is yeah, Andrew's I, list. I this, this is an average of the bar. <laughs> that is an a overwhelming amount of five-star movies. Yeah. Look at that giant yeah, five-star jump. Yeah, when I first got it, I got to say, I got really into it right away. So I was just like reviewing like every movie I had seen in the last 10 years. This is David's. Yeah. Pretty well spread out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I you try to rate job with it. I try to rate I every movie I curve. watch, even if I don't review it. See, Andrew, I have flattened the curve on my list. You, on the other hand, have not <laughs> flattened yours your is curve. Spiking. Josh is pretty uh, even. Skews a little high, but it says who? Well, just little, because there's, you got more you got bars nice on there for side. three stars. My highest yeah. one is in the like. Josh three is like three Josh range. is like three and a half or two and a half. Three very difficult to get from Josh. And then mine is pretty stair steppy. I mean, Garrett has barely any five-star movies. By I have 26. They're all movies he badmouthed on the show. <laughs> now, in fairness, I also don't review every movie I've seen. I typically just That's do true. new ones. I, well, and, so and you, for, you forget you sometimes, too. I do. You guys have about, like, you all have, like, 500 movies. I've got, like, 200. Basically, Except for Andrew. Andrew's got, like, if I If I happen to sit through a movie or the majority of a movie at this stage, I just decide to look it up on Letterboxd and throw up a quick review for it. Like, um, I recently reviewed, um, oh, um, he's, he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like seek out finding that it, my Nikki was watching it. And so I watched along and I was like, well, I, this might as well happen, you know? And, uh, and threw <laughs> a review on that. I really enjoy using letterbox. You can find me at letterbox at David Proc SMS. Well, look at you with the, with the branding on it. Wow, yeah. If I didn't good. have it pulled up right now, I wouldn't even remember what the <laughs> the profile yeah. is. But um, okay, I enjoy so using Letterbox. Uh, yeah, Letterbox is the best. I really do like it. Y'all, Letterbox is fun. Y'all need to get a pro account. Um, if you wait till Black Friday, they always have a sale and it's like half off. It's like it's like twelve or fifteen dollars for a whole year, I think. But you get David would really like it because you get access to all these statistics from your account. That will break down. Hang on, let me pull mine up and see what some of them are. Yeah, they keep teasing me with with those types of things. They're like, "Hey, upgrade to Pro and see, you know, this." You would you would enjoy it for sure. Um, like, let me look at my all time stats here. If it would load, yeah, it gives me my life in film. Five hundred twenty films rated. I've watched four hundred twenty directors. Four twenty, nice. <laughs> Movies from thirty six countries. Mm. that's probably like um, that's good the most films I've watched come from the year 2018 but I the oldest film I've watched is from oh my gosh will it tell me 1941 probably Dumbo I don't know what it is and then it tells me like your it, it'll break down your highest rated movies by each decade Ooh. um your most watched genres. My most watched genre, which surprises me a little bit, is drama. Then mm. comedy, action, breaks that down. Then it's got like all these different lists and tells you how much you've completed. Like Box Office Mojo's All Time 100, I have watched 60% of those movies. Well, there you Ten, go. I've, I've watched 10% of all the Best Picture winners. And there's all kinds of lists like that. Mm. Um, cool. It tells you your most watched movies. I've and this is not fully accurate because I haven't done a good job, but like I've watched Booksmart three times. I've watched Avengers Endgame three times. Those are my two most watched movies. 
I've watched 23 Samuel L. Jackson movies. <laughs> Eight Christopher Nolan films. There's all kinds of fun stuff like that. I think it's worth it. And it, you know, it supports the website. It's free. So that's, yeah, it that's Letterboxd cool. Pro. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, I guess let's jump in. I don't really know the best way to do it. Um, talking about movies that we have seen this year up to so up to this point that we have uh, really enjoyed, enjoyed, or maybe something that we really didn't. Listen, I'm just going to start. start this. I'm gonna let me ask now. you guys, get, before you even start, Garrett, before okay. you even oh, start, yeah. let me ask you one thing. Yep. What is the number count on your movie list? 30. 30? You've seen, you've seen 30 2020 movies? I knew I've it. I've seen 30 2020 movies. Wow. Mine is... Now, uh, now, in fairness, some of them may have, like, um, well, I don't have Just Mercy <laughs> on there, but, like, I counted Just Mercy because it, it came out where I could see it. So that would technically be 31 movies that I've seen in 2020. Mm. What about you, Josh? How many movies are on your list? 21, 21. 21. There you go. Andrew doesn't have a list, so... Nope. Oh, oh. No, 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 I do. How? You, but you just said you haven't been keeping up with it. I haven't been keeping up with it, but I oh. have. Well, then it's not a real list, is it? Tell us what <laughs> it is. Come on. It, it's, uh, it's not updated, but I know it's at least 10. Cool. I'm blowing y'all out the water. Now, I know. I, I, knew that Garrett, I knew Garrett would find a way to still have seen like 40 movies like he did last year by this point. Yeah. They're not great. I had I, I had scheduled two more that I was going to try to watch before today, but I didn't get around to them. Yeah. We'll talk about them on my anticipated list. All right, so what were you going to start with? You said you were going to just jump into it. Yeah, go I'm ahead, just going to get it out of the way, because I know that three of us will agree. I don't know about David. The best movie of the year has been Hamilton. The best movie of the year yeah. has been a play that came out in 2014. Yeah. Or 2015, whenever it came out. Well, this that recording is the best 2016. Movie of the year. Yeah. It's been the best movie of the year. There's nothing even close to it. And as much as I like my number two movie, which is Invisible Man, I don't even acknowledge it when I'm thinking about Hamilton. There's nothing better than Hamilton that has come out in 2020. Frankly, we don't deserve it. 2020 has not been good. We do not deserve this positivity that came out last week as of this recording. I agree with that. While I disagree with the placement, it is uh, number three on my list. And that was my technicality is like, do you count a, a recording of a 2016 performance as uh, one of your top 2020 movies? It was released. And unfortunately, in yes, we do. Hmm? It was released in 2020. It was released in 2020, but it's from, but it's not, but it wasn't filmed this year or made this year. No. Uh, but a lot of movies are filmed before they're released. Yeah, all movies are filmed before they're released. <laughs> I know, but like it wasn't into any, you guys know what I mean. <laughs> we know, but we ju- you're just wrong. I mean, but this movie could have came out in 2016. It could have, but it didn't. called the 2016 movie. Doesn't matter. It's not even technically a movie. It's just a recording of a stage If people had access to the movie, then they wouldn't go see it. I mean, honestly, okay, so it's number three on my list because it is one of the better things that's been released this year. But we might as well put music videos on if we're going to put Hamilton on. No. Hamilton's just basically the same thing as music. It's just a recorded performance, all right? We're going to put concert movies on next. We're going to put... Justin Bieber's I Feel Alive on here? I don't know what the name of Justin Bieber. If they go out in like a movie theater format, I mean, I know this didn't go out. This didn't go out on movie theater format. But it was going to. It was going to. It was going to. (laughs) And so if it is, I mean, yeah, why not put put the Bieber movie on there if you went and saw it in theaters? I don't care. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's not, it ain't cinema. Okay, Scorsese. I know. Anyway, yeah, no, it is. Scorsese would like it better than the Marvel movies. 
it is one of the best things that's come out this year. And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, recaptivated the world. Uh, everybody has a, a fresh take on, on Hamilton again. And uh, yeah, what else Some can we people. say about it? Everybody get, oh, I mean, every, don't challenge us. We'll talk, this whole podcast will turn into a Hamilton podcast. Everybody can see what everybody was talking about in 2014 now. You know, like why, like why is Hamilton the way it is? Like why is it so, so revered now? And it, when it will be pretty much forever. And that's the, and when is it like, when have you ever seen a, Whenever you, whenever you ever seen a Broadway play with the original cast being broadcast? Well, that's like a, for like a movie. I don't know. I can't think of any examples. See, there you go. It's very popular. I wonder if this will deter whether or not we'll get an actual like filmed Hamilton movie. They filmed. I use the word film loosely. Uh, I think they say it's several years down the line. Yeah. In the vein of the In the Heights movie that we're not going to be getting anytime soon. Uh, I don't want. I don't want. I just. Get, I'm happy with what they gave me, and I don't want anything else. Yeah, I don't need another one. Well, Andrew, what's your number one movie? So far in my number one movie, I would say Hamilton, but I'm going to go ahead. We watched. Uh, do not put this as your number one movie. What? He's gonna let him do it. He's gonna. We got to be unique. Go ahead. Well. I was gonna say Greyhound because oh, Greyhound, you watched Greyhound already. Yeah, and uh, I, I I liked Greyhound a lot. I thought it was tense. I thought it was a a great war film. I love the fact that Tom Hanks was not only in it but wrote it. But if I had to go with my number one right now, I would probably have to pick uh, the Emancipation uh, uh, the Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, for real, and the reason why, and the reason why is because it's a creative film. It's a breakaway from the original. It's a breakaway from the original. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And it's clever. It's funny, and it's exciting. That's, no, that's what I'm sticking to. I'm right there with you. I've got Bird of Prey, Birds of Prey as my number one movie so far this year. Wow. Um, and mostly just because, it, you know, part of it is because it is one of the last movies I saw in a theater. Yeah. And that has a sort of, sort of special uh, nostalgia factor uh, here six months later some, for some reason. But, yeah, it, I enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was fun. It was, uh, it was kind of uh, different than what we've seen from a, couple of other, a lot of other superhero movies in recent years. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it, I, I, I dug it. So as of right now, it's my number one, very female heavy list this year for me. And by that, I mean, female leads and directors. What about you, Josh? Number one, also Hamilton. My number one movie is Hamilton. Hmm. My number two movie is the invisible man. Me too. My third is the lovebirds. Hmm. Oh my God! So far, you and I are in our simpatico. My fourth is Birds of Prey, uh, and my fifth is Greyhound. Wow! So for me, going down that same list, it's Birds of Prey, The Invisible Man, which I just got around to seeing, and it was really good. Uh, Hamilton, 
at number four, I have Onward. And at number five, I have, uh, at number five, I have Scoob. Man, we're going to talk about Scoob because I, I'm in the middle of you and Garrett because Garrett hated that movie. Yeah, you really liked awful. it. And I it thought was really it was terrible. fine. I thought I it was fine. I would say I necessarily really liked it. Well, you did on this spectrum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like I get, okay, so it's number five. I gave it a three out of five stars. Like, it's not like, it's not like a glowing review that I even really give it. Um, yeah. Basically, I, even, I just I liked it more. I just liked it more than the other five movies I have on this list. That's fair. I genuinely can't talk about it because I blocked it. I don't remember any of it. I was bored. I was I hated it. I would much rather watch the cartoon and the live action before I watch any of this. Yeah, I mean, the movie peaks like it. Like in terms of a Scooby Doo movie, it peaks at the perfect recreation of the uh, theme song. Amen. Yeah. That was like fun. that's yeah. the peak of the out. movie. From there on, it's just like a completely different movie. Like yeah. it's like not really even necessarily about Scooby Doo and the gang. It's just a completely different thing. And for what that was, I thought that was fine. You know, I thought you know generally kids will like this. There's a lot of Hanna Barbera <laughs> references thrown in there. It's not. It's yeah. there's there's some neat stuff from here, here and there. The voice cast is uh, great, baffling and good at at the same time. It's, yes. Like I'm listening to Mark Wahlberg and going, how is that not Ryan Reynolds? Like it sounds like Ryan Reynolds the whole movie, but then at the end they're like, no, it's Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I think only I think the voice cast is for the most part fine. Zac Efron. Uh, uh, oh, who was Daphne? I can't remember now. But uh, the only person who's bad was Will Forte. Like that's because was, they did, that's because Matthew Lillard is Shaggy. He's ruined. Matthew Lillard has ruined Shaggy for everyone. Like if it's not Matthew they Lillard or Casey Kasem, then you don't have yeah. you don't have Shaggy. They didn't even ask him. What a bunch of jerks. Yeah, and Will Forte didn't do that great a job. Mm. Everybody else so fine, you know. What's really bumming me out is I look at my my list of twenty one movies. Is that only four of them did I get to see in theater? Hmm. Yeah, um, one on that front. One, two, three for me. I'll have to go through and see what I can find. Um, so uh, my list, my top five is the first three are the same as Josh Hamilton, Invisible Man, and Lovebirds. And then I have uh, Good Trouble, the John Lewis documentary. <gasps> I didn't rank that. Yeah, it's so fantastic. I have twenty-two. Um, oh, you, and that bumps me up to five. Yeah. So if you're in. Um, I don't, I don't know what the plan is for this movie anymore. Um, here in, in Tulsa, uh, Circle Cinema was playing it. Uh, we, they're not anymore. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know what's going to come of it. Um, I'm sure it will be released at some point in time. But in this time of political turmoil, one of the things you can do is educate yourself on people who have done a lot of things for this country. And if you don't know much about John Lewis, he is a man that you should know. He, I, I mean, I've known who he is for a long time, but I didn't really know how involved he was in the civil rights movement. I mean, is this, this guy, man, the guy who's known as the Godfather. No. Oh, who's okay. that? This is another guy who's like heavily influential in like civil rights, uh, but mostly from the entertainment industry. Sorry, go no. ahead. Here. Oh, no, John, I know John, John Lewis is a congressman uh, from Georgia. He's a representative from Georgia. And he walked with like hand in hand with Martin Luther King. There's a lot of good stories that he tells about that. He was at Selma. He was beaten by the police. Um, he is responsible or partially responsible for several of historical uh, laws that have been passed to help people's lives. 
Um, it's a really interesting story and you can really tell that this man, I mean, a lot of people always assume that politicians are just looking out for themselves and a lot of times they are. Uh, John Lewis is a man. Not all of them. Not all of them. John Lewis is a man who has never gone beyond House of Representatives. And I believe that he easily could have. But he seems to believe that where he's at is where he can get the most done for the people. And that's what he's done his whole life. And um, it's a really good documentary um, that you should watch to educate yourself uh, if you don't know much about him. And he tells a great chicken story, too. Uh, and then number five is uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is not like, I go back and forth on my lists of do I rank it by like how good the movie is or how entertained I was by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a phenomenal movie. I wouldn't necessarily say I was entertained by it. I was gripped by it. Um, it's a great story. It's a great love story. Um, it's French. French? I believe it's French. Um, yep. But I was more entertained by Birds of Prey, which is next, and Greyhound, which is after that. But overall, quality of movie, I don't think that those are better movies than mm-hmm. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So it's, it's always kind of weird for me how I rank it. It really just kind of depends on that movie at that point in time when I'm putting it on the list. Um, but my top eight, seven, are really close to each other. Well, except for Hamilton. That's just way up there. And you have to find that blend of entertaining versus like just quality. Cause yeah. like, you know, in terms of like quality, you know, we, last year we all could have put like 1917 towards the top, but I don't think it's any of our top movie of last year. It might, it might be Andrews. There's a it's good chance mine. it's Andrews. I mean, it's definitely in my top five from last year. Well, but is it your top one? No, my, uh, it's my number four. My, what Andrew? What else? What else uh, comes in your? What's any, what else is in your top five? Uh, obviously, the Invisible Man. Um, mm-hmm. We watched the Invisible Man the other night, and it was amazing. I was. I agree. Blumhouse, Blumhouse movies are are movies to treasure. Like you, some you of them, not all of them, but a lot yeah. of them are. Well, like, but no, no, no. Like my thing is, is that like, like mm-hmm. Blumhouse, Blumhouse movies are just like, they're entertaining. They're revamping horror. You you can't look you can't look away from Blumhouse movies, and I I, I really enjoy what they're doing. They're bringing horror back. They're bringing horror films, the horror genre, uh, back into the mainstream because for years it was just mainly like slasher picks. A twenty four would like a word with you. A twenty four. A twenty four takes the cake as well but like no i i would really i like uh i like the invisible man i loved greyhound i i loved hamilton i can't get <laughs> my mind across hamilton it is so damn good so fucking good oh <laughs> dropping it i don't give a Dude, shit you, if, you, if anyone says one more we're rated r <laughs> i will yeah. keep it to a pg-13 Andrew dropped our one and only F-bomb in the first 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Good. Yeah. You guys want to go from the bottom up now? Yeah, Yeah, I've only got five left, so I can just knock mine out and then let you guys take over. I was going to say, based on the the ranked choice voting, that how the Oscars work, I believe Invisible Man would end up being our best picture winner. Even though we didn't all pick it as number one, it's high enough. I think that would be the one that, that won 
And I, so. I would honestly be content with that because it's it's yeah. well it's well made, it's fun and scary and and thrilling and not like it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I think is what you're trying to say, Andrew. That wasn't like hokey at all. Like right, it yeah. was, and it could have been. It yeah, felt it like everybody took it pretty seriously, and like it's the first time in like a long time that like the Invisible Man has been like can I think used in a way that would actually be scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, so it made and, sure. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, uh, I was gonna say performances were good and everything. Uh, it, it just. <laughs> I know the I know the Invisible Man story has been around for a while, because I know there was there was a there was a really bad rendition. There was a really bad rendition of the Invisible Man in somewhere in the mid '90s. What Hollow Man? So what? The ho- Hollow Man? No, That's no, what no. I no, always no. think of it's basically the same thing. Uh, it's, it's called Memoirs of an Invisible Man, and it stars mm. Chevy Chase. It's actually mm. a John Carpenter movie. Um, mm. um, but like, thing you're saying is disgusting. That sentence got weirder and weirder the farther it went. Yeah, yep. I, didn't, I didn't like the way that landed. Mm. Yeah, well, it, it it's it, I didn't like where that movie landed. So there. Um, <laughs> so there. Yeah. Uh, so big book of so there's good comeback. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, like I'm glad they did something with it, and I'm kind of glad they did the source material justice. I've said this before, and I'll say it again: the best Invisible Man movie before this one was the Abbott and Costello version. Yeah, and that's that's not I don't a know, scary Hollow Man's movie. Fun? You guys don't have fun with Hollow Man? That's a fun Invisible Man. Story. Just remember, I just remember the infrared naked Kevin Bacon with his junk flying around. That was I, no, I know. Like that. It's the tremors of Invisible Man movies. That's an insult to Tremors. Hey, yeah, I know. Because I love Tremors so I much. I love Tremors, too. Tremors is terrific. <laughs> okay. Here, let me, let, me, let me give you my, my, my bottom five yes, here real do. quick. And please then everybody do. else can go through their bottom lists that are much longer than mine. So at number, uh, at number six for me, I have this movie called Stargirl. came out on Disney Plus based on a uh, young – I don't know if young adult is the right word, but young adult book. Uh, just behind that, so we go from Star Girl to Horse Girl. Garrett and I talked about this movie during our uh, one of our earlier podcasts from this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very weird movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily bad. It's just Mm-mm. it's just a little too weird to be really like. I, I wouldn't say I was entertained or found it to be overly. Yeah, that was a tough one. I watched it on a plane, so it gets like negative marks just because I was on a plane. Yeah, um, but I enjoyed it. I wouldn't yeah. watch it again, I don't think, but I enjoyed it the one viewing I had. Uh, yeah. I will say Molly Shannon's really good in it, and yeah. that's not like a joke. Um, uh, at number eight, I have Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, you like Scoob down, better yeah. than Sonic the Hedgehog? I like what now? You like Scoob better than Sonic the Hedgehog? Absolutely. Wow. Sonic the Hedgehog was straight trash. Um, and that's... You know, dead silence from the crowd. I mean, I'm we sorry. All liked, I we all liked Look, Sonic's and the Sonic's thing in about my Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm gonna say this right now. The thing about Sonic the Hedgehog is that the thing that we all roasted that first trailer for, which were the visual effects, yeah. are the only good thing about that movie. It is otherwise the most paint by numbers movie I've ever seen. Like, I, I honestly think Andrew could have written that movie. Andrew writes things. <laughs> I don't know if that that felt like an insult. I know it, it was. was. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I was going to say we could have written that movie, but I feel like honestly we could have written that movie. We're good. We, we all work pretty good together. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's just not good. Anyway, uh, right. just below that, but tied in terms of star numbers is Eurovision Song Contest Story of Fire Saga. Oh, uh, yeah. That movie. You're was, the only one that's seen that. I, I hope I am. I hope I'm the only one that's seen it in the world. Okay, so here's my chance my, to warn okay. everyone. I have, I, you and I, because I read your review of it on Letterboxd, and you talked about the Will Ferrell man child universe, which made me laugh because mm-hmm. I know that I'm in the minority here. I only like Anchorman and Step Brothers as far as like Will Ferrell movie goes. See, Whenever he's being goofy, I do not like Talladega Nights. Yeah. I do not like the ice skating one. I do not like Jackie Moon. I do not like any of those movies. I think semi pro. I, I can't believe awful. what I'm hearing. They're, and, awful. And, and, they're not. And Garrett, funny. Garrett, here's what I'm going to tell you. You could ask this same question of 100 people, and all of them will give you a different which ones they actually like answer. There is no consensus on which one of these same movie that Will Ferrell keeps making uh, is the best one. Some people like Anchorman. Some people like Talladega Nights. Some people like Semi Pro. Some people just go crazy about uh, about uh, 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 Blades of Glory. This movie is Blades of Glory, but with Rachel McAdams instead of John Heater. Okay. Uh, it's it's just th- here's what they do. Will Ferrell goes into his meetings right with his with with a bunch of people who are pitching movies. He goes, all right, fellas, uh, what uh, should I do this time? What uh, man-child occupation should I have? And they go, uh, you haven't done Singer yet. Oh, that's good. I'll be a singer. And then he leaves, and then they just make the same thing where he's like a man who never grew up. How long can he keep – Like, is he, are, are we going to watch Will Ferrell be like 65 years old and be living with his 85-year-old parents played inexplicably by someone the same age as him for the rest of our lives? Probably. Yes, because well, we do the same exact thing with Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. I'm tired of all of it. Let's I'm tired of all of it. Let's not forget Rob Schneider. Everybody forgets Rob Schneider. I don't even think Go Rob away. Schneider has anyway. <laughs> I, I'm just going to tell you guys, this is not the worst Will Ferrell movie that's ever been made, but it is remarkably uninspired in places. All right. Um, I will say this. The last song, and I said this in my review, is really really good like they have they're they're in the song competition they go through it with the same song for like the first two and a half hours of the movie but they sneak in a next a new a new song as their grand finale song and it's pretty good um other than that i pass and then number 10 i have artemis fowl i watched this just yesterday this is a super dull movie bummer they want it to be james bond meets harry potter and unfortunately it is uh uh, Spy Kids meets uh, Harry Potter. I don't know. The trash. It's like it, it's it's just woefully dull. Well, you know that movie was in development hell for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, uh, that book is very old by film or book to movie standards. I remember that book being a thing when I was in middle school. Yeah, the director said that half the stuff he came up with as like high-tech high sci-fi gadgets have already been outpaced by modern technology. So like they had to exactly. make up new, new versions of all the stuff he came up with. Um, the, yeah, the, the first Artemis Fowl book was released well, way in 2001. So yeah, I was in sixth grade. 
So it took them 19 years to make a movie <laughs> based on this kid's book that I believe was like semi-popular. Yeah. It, it, if you're a big fan of Irish accents, then you'll like this movie. Otherwise, there's not a lot to look forward to. But that's my um, bottom five. Go ahead, guys. Well, why do, how about Andrew goes next because his list isn't complete anyway. Uh, okay. So I'm only gonna t- I'm only gonna say two films. Okay. That I really didn't like. Okay. Uh, one of them was Bad Boys for Life. What? Bad I didn't boys care. Bad. Everybody loved that movie. The highest grossing like movie, movie of the year, bro. That's I right. I did not like it. Did not like it. I thought it was. It insisted did you see on it itself in theaters. Yeah. Lucky yeah. you. Um, I I wanted to like this movie, and I feel like if if you if you're a director and you have directed two films of the same two films of the same franchise, and there's a third one coming out, chances are you should be attached to that. Like like that's I would personally like to say, you know, just write it out because when you look at trilogies in the past, like Indiana. The first three movies were the Indiana Jones for Steven Spielberg. Uh, the first two movies, uh, 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 hang on, the, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies are all, the Lord of the Rings movies are all Peter Jackson. Right. So you're getting it all from one mind. You think you need consistency. You need consistency. And mm. most of the Transformer movies were by Michael Bay. Right. Michael Bay. Sucks. Michael Bay sucks. <laughs> but I will say that he is entertaining. What are we talking about anymore? I don't know. Andrew, I thought we were talking about Bad Boys for Life. He thinks that even though Michael Bay is not a director he appreciates or likes necessarily, he should be allowed to have full reign of the Bad Boys universe and bring yes. it to a close. Even though and he clearly lost interest in it. Yeah. And the thing is is that like the thing is is that like when it comes to Bad Boys, I feel like that that's what you gonna do. What? Yeah, you ruined my joke. Just go. You, you said go. when it comes to bad boys, and I just went, what you going to do? Andrew. That's what you do when it comes to bad boys. Andrew, really quickly, though. You gave uh, us, you you're going to try and change them and make them good because that's what that's what they really want. Well, like, Andrew, go ahead. Yes? Somebody go ahead. When you, okay. you gave us all examples, right. you gave us examples of when a director is able to see it all the way through the trilogy. What are some examples of where they didn't and the third movie was bad? Bad Boys for Life, obviously, but uh, I would say Jurassic Park. Okay. Because the first two movies were, the first one's great, first one is, or second one is bleh, and the third one is bad. The third one is absolutely terrible. And I don't know about absolutely terrible, but yeah. With Bad Boys for Life, the one thing we get from Michael Bay is a cameo. He has a cameo. Whoa, he has a cameo exciting. And it's weird. Like he just shows up and there's it, for whatever reason he has no relevance to any plot whatsoever. The second movie I would say, the second movie I would say that's on my list, uh, from the bottom of my list, would be Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. Yeah, that I movie's didn't see trash. This one. It's trash. And don't. I just Is this remember one with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. There's a lot of people in it. It was bad. Um, they did a bad job. It was not good. It was confusing. It was. I really like Guy Ritchie back in the day whenever he did Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Gun Barrels, and even the two, even the two Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah. And 
I feel like this was like a well, like a like a welcome back to the original material, and it just wasn't. It sucked. It really did suck. It was all over the place. It was really bad. Couldn't follow it. I followed Wait, so it. I, I followed it. Bad. It was just bad. It was bad. I, it sucked. None of the rest of us didn't see Bad Boys for Life, but I'm gonna. I gotta challenge you on one thing anyway, because you're the only person I've ever heard say it was bad. Yeah. And I and I had to double check and I. Uh, I only have Rotten Tomatoes to go on right now because that's what I have accessible. But but Bad Boys for Life is the only Bad Boys movie with a with a fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, Bad Boys 1 is a 43%. Bad Boys 2 is 23 and Bad Boys for Life is 77. And I thought that the first Bad Boys movie was fairly well liked. That's I like I thought it was too. Um what do the but, audience nope. have to say? Um I don't have those. I was reading them from Wikipedia. I can say that. um, It's a three point one on Letterbox. Metacritic goes the same way: forty-one, thirty-eight, fifty-nine, and CinemaScore. All movies got an A, which is the closest thing I have to audience score right now. Audiences love them all, but but they really love Bad Boys for Life. Wow. But I, I just had to I just had to issue a little bit of a challenge because none of the rest of us could speak for it. But I had I just, a feeling that it was well received. Yeah, three point one on Letterbox for Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, I can't. It's pretty I good. Find it. All right. Stars. Um, I, I'll go next. Yeah, what's what do you got, Ryan? No. Go on, on towards the bottom of your list, Josh. I closed I closed my list. Hang on, give me a second. Here it is. Okay, so. I'll go, I'll do my worst five starting on the good side. Um, and because the list is so small, this doesn't necessarily mean they were all bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ec- yeah. Extraction, starring Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, on I haven't had a chance to see this one yet. I gave that a three-star review. In hindsight, I think I might lower it to two and a half or so. But it was fine. It was kind of, it's pretty forgettable, honestly. And it dragged a bit. The action was really good. Like the action was really good, yes. especially for um, the type of Netflix film that we've become used to. Um, the bar is pretty low for Netflix originals still yet. They have some good ones, but the overall bar is still pretty low. <laughs> um, so I thought that was fine. I don't know if anyone else has a Is that your lowest ranked three-star movie or is that your... Um. No. Uh, the the one after that is my lowest ranked three star movie. Uh, Extraction is in my top ten. Really? Well, it's to be fair, it's in my top twenty. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoyed Extraction a lot. There is a a moment in the middle where it does drag on, um, but I don't think it was enough to put it down there that low for me and think it was forgettable. I really enjoyed it, um, and I you know. Who knows what they're going to do, but I would be cool with that being like the John Wick of the Netflix franchise. If they keep them good, let me clarify. Like I was entertained. I was enthralled. I liked the story. I mean, it's not like a knockdown drag out amazing story or anything, um, but was the action boring? was really good. No, it was not. Well, there again, there's a part in the middle where it does wane, um, but then it picks up after that. So if you can get through that little hump, then you're good in my opinion. 
Um, next on my list is a 2020 movie that went from theaters to on demand, which is called Becky. Right. Starring Kevin James as a murderous escaped convict. Nazi. Um, Nazi. Uh, Joel McHale as a doting father, single father. Wow. And a little girl. Well, not super little. She's like a young teenager like who is who is um, foil for Kevin James's evil escape convict. It's bizarre. I mean, it is a it is a thriller type movie where you have two people known for their comic roles in serious roles, and you know we know that com- a lot of comedians can can make that leap to drama. And I'll say that, like, uh, Joel McHale is kind of, he's not, like, a massive part of the movie, so you really don't get to see him shine or anything. Not like he he typically does anyway these days. But Kevin James was a weird, it's just weird to watch. Because sometimes it worked, and I was like, oh, he kind of scary. And sometimes it really didn't. Yeah. Um. So that movie was weird, but that's my yeah. lowest three star movie because I did have fun with it. It was a really fun, stupid movie. Yep. Um, just because it's like hard, it's like hardcore Home Alone. But it just also came out of nowhere too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember. Yeah, it, it wasn't any, really promoted or anything. It was just like here's a trailer and it's out tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Kevin James in and out as a Nazi worked. <laughs> uh, Joel McHale not once believable as a loving, caring father. Uh, <laughs> I, I, he's not. Joel McHale is a, a sarcastic jerk, and to watch him try to play a genuine, loving, caring so, character was yeah. not believable. So this was his second best performance of the year behind interviewing the cast of Tiger King. Yeah, I can't say that because I never saw it. <laughs> Don't want to watch it. I'd rather watch Becky again. Uh, uh, next on my list, though, is... Um, Fantasy Island, a Blumhouse film. One of oh, the right, last, right, right. One of the last movies I saw in theaters. Uh, it's uh, Michael Pena's in it. Um, Michael Rooker. Um, These kind of movies always have good casts. Yeah. Where's the Lucy Hale? Yes, Lucy Hale. So it's got some names in it, and it was you know it's a it's a horror remake of the old television show. And it was fun to watch in the theaters. It's not perfect. It's not even very good. I struggled with it a lot because I was like, wow, I enjoyed myself, but that was real bad. But like I had fun, but it was terrible. <laughs> and that's always a weird thing to deal with. Um, if, it's, if it ever ends up streaming somewhere, I'd recommend it. I don't think anyone should drop 20 bucks on it. Yeah, yeah those were on, back in the days when I had AMC A list and I could just go to a movie. Yeah, it's still on. It's on my watch list still. It's it's worth it on a on a slow night when you don't have to pay for it. I feel like it'll be streaming here before long. I I agree. What is it again? Um, Sorry, Fantasy, Fantasy Island. Island. Fantasy Island. That's right. Uh, next is the only sequel on my list this year. <sighs> to all the boys, P.S. I still love you. Hated. Oh yeah, which I is a shame because the first one is a vi- the first one is a good example of a Netflix rom com, and the second one is so frustrating because every character is uh, kind of a jerk. I don't even have much else to say about it. And then finally, 
My worst movie of 2020 so far is a Netflix original movie called The Wrong Missy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Starring David Spade and Lauren Lapkus. <laughs> David in Spade which, is a straight man. That's what I was going to say, in which David uh, Spade plays the straight man. What is he in the movie? Wah, wah, wah. And Lauren Lapkus plays the comedic fodder. And she's quite good. She's very funny. She's a very funny actress, if you haven't seen her before. She's pretty funny in this movie, but it's just, it's a really stupid movie. Mm-hmm. Really stupid. I mean, I think you it could has have the telltale I... sign of a stupid movie, too, because it's got Nick Swords in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think telltale you sign of a bad movie. You could have seen this, uh, you could have seen the trailer for this and went, well, that's uh, I carving out a spot at the bottom of my list already. Exactly. Yeah. I, I hope that, well, yeah, I hope I see something. It's weird to say that I hope I see something worse this year. Just because. Yeah, no. I think that's fine because you're like I don't even man. know if it's bad enough to be deserving of the bottom. It feels of the cliche list. to put it at the bottom. It does. I need something more shockingly bad, and that's that's my that's my worst movies list. Garrett, you have the most extensive list among us. Some right, of these right, we may right. not even have seen yet. No, um, two of them have already been said. Um, so I'll start with what twenty twenty six. Uh, Scoob, uh, just not worth it. It's just yeah. bad. Like it was just, bad. it was just bad. Like I did, I was not entertained. Yeah. I didn't enjoy myself. It was just not worth my time. Uh, the gentleman, same exact thing. It was awful. Don't watch it. Uh, then we have a movie called the main event, which is a Netflix original oh, movie. Right. I was about, it's basically don't, it's basically like Spider-Man, but WWE. I thought it was uh, like, like Mike, but WWE. Yeah. I mean, that works. I just meant that he finds a mask. Mm-hmm. And becomes a superhero essentially. Yeah. Uh, he gets like superpowers, and it's dumb. It's really he fights dumb. Otis. I mean, in fairness, right. it's a child's movie. It's a kid's right. movie, so I get it. But like, it's bad. <laughs> uh, another one is a horror movie called The Turning, which I had high hopes for. The Turning. Um, it has. Oh, I don't remember her name. She was in the most recent Terminator. Um, but I, I can't remember her name. Mackenzie Davis. She's in a lot of mm. movies that I really like, and. This is kind of her first opportunity. She was in. She was in uh, Tully. She was the nanny in Tully. Um, you'd right. She was. She's been in a lot of movies. You just may not recognize her name, but you would recognize her if you saw her. Um, this was kind of her first opportunity to be a and, starring role, and she was fine. The movie was just not very good. There's another movie with Finn Wolfhard, huh? Yep. Where he's just a creepy, weird kid. Yeah. I uh, wish he'd get more. He seems to be typecast into the creepy, weird. Um, movies. Uh, yep, it's not we very didn't, good. Didn't even get him in Ghostbusters this year. No, yet. Nope, we then, didn't get to see him steal someone else's childhood. No. And then uh, my least favorite movie is another Netflix original movie called The Last Thing He Wanted. Yeah, I remember you talking about this. Is awful. It's another movie that I watched on a plane, uh, but it was bad, even with it being on a plane. Uh, Anne Hathaway, Ben Affleck. Uh, she's some kind of journalist and gets messed up in the cartel and they're chasing it out is bad enough to where I don't even remember it. Just don't waste your time on it. It's bad. It's real bad. That's the worst. All right. There you go. There we go. Um, what else do we have to talk about dudes? I can talk about some like surprises. Okay. And uh, I give that a shot. I think you can agree. I don't know if anybody else has seen it. I think for me, uh, the two biggest surprises that I had this year were Downhill and mm. Vivarium. 
Yeah, those were surprisingly good. And have, Andrew, Josh, have you or Andrew, David, have either one of you seen or heard of those two? I've heard of. Your, I was at your apartment whenever we watched this. For Vivarium, I couldn't remember if you were there or not. Yeah, I was there. I have heard of both of them. I watched the trailer for Vivarium, um, and it looked creepy. It looked interesting. Creepy is a good um, word to describe. Downhill, it. I haven't really watched much of. Uh, I know that it's on my watch list that I'm looking at right here, and it's I think available for streaming. So it's one of the ones I'm going to try to knock out. This is the Will Ferrell movie that I like. Um, mm-hmm. It's it it looks like it. I mean, it's got um, Will Ferrell. Um, oh my gosh, I've gone blank on her. Julia Louis Dreyfus, mm-hmm. um, and you would. You'd see that and you'd think, oh, that's going to be funny. And it's uh, it's not funny. It's more of a, oh, it's like, a, I guess, a dark comedy. Um, it's very entertaining. It's about a family that's kind of going through some struggles and they're, trying, they're on this family vacation in Colorado, I think. It's Colorado, somewhere where they're skiing. And, you know, they could have had this fun family vacation, but Will Ferrell is like, doing whatever he can to make it really difficult because he's struggling with the death of his father. Um, it's just this really interesting story um, that I enjoyed. And then uh, Vivarium is a horror movie with Jesse Eisenberg where they get trapped in this Stepford, Stepford Wives-like home, but there's nobody there. They can't leave. They can't find a way out. And then a baby shows up on the doorstep and they have to raise this creepy alien kid. Yeah. It's uh, it was an interesting watch. I was surprised. reminded me of that episode of SpongeBob where Squidward goes to live in a place where everybody has the exact same Squidward-like house and everybody acts like Squidward and everybody yep. talks like Squidward. Yep, I don't know like that. Yep. Eventually, they go crazy. Mm-hmm. I would say that those two are my biggest. All the houses are green. Surprises. Yeah. I have no surprises. <laughs> um. I don't think I have any others either. No, 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 nope. not on this list. Honestly, what surprises me most of the time is how little I actually have to look forward to. I was, that was, was going to be my next thing is like, is there anything that's out or coming out, whether it's streaming or hope, holding out hope that movies show up that you're looking forward to? I mean, that's really the only other thing that we have is like, what is what are things that you haven't had a chance to see that you want to see, and whether it's things, streaming or movie theaters? Things that There's I a, can see are like Downhill and uh, My Spy and uh, uh, maybe Trolls World Tour. Those are like the things that are out right now that I can see. I have a few. Like the one thing that I want to see this year is just I just want to see Tenant, man. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah, there's about there's about a million movies I'm excited for. I just don't think I know when they'll ever come out. Sure. This, if y'all if y'all remember and go back to our 2020 preview, this year was stacked it was. high yeah. with great movies. Yeah, and great now we've movies. got we don't have any. We didn't get no. to any of the ones that I was really looking forward to. Not Artemis Fowl should not be in a top ten list anywhere, but unfortunately, <laughs> it is. Yep. I want uh, to of the ones that, of the oh go ahead Andrew. I'm going to well, talk about also go ahead. The only thing I was going to say was was that the thing that really surprises me is and I don't know if we I don't know if they're considered movies here but there were two documentaries that came out this year. And one of them was ESPN's The Last Dance. Yeah. And 
I'm not a basketball fan, but oh my God, was I enthralled. That was just such a, from, from the, there was 10 episodes. From the beginning of the first episode to the ending of the last episode, I was completely glued. Yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah. And the other thing is, is it's on Netflix right now. It's the Garth Brooks, it's the Garth Brooks A&E documentary. Mm-hmm. I can't vouch for that enough because it's such, I, and I wish, I wish that A&E would probably do more on more artists. Like, cause Garth Brooks, if they start with Garth Brooks, you're doing great because my God, like the man's passion for music really emulates what he's doing on stage. Yeah. And if you have, I mean, if, 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 if you've been the good fortune to ever see a Garth Brooks concert, that's like maybe scratching the surface of, of how passionate that man is about music and how down to earth he really is. And that documentary shows it in full. Yeah. I, I started that. I haven't been able to finish it yet. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet. Highly, I would highly recommend it. And I listen highly. to his, listen to his serious XM channel where he gets on there every now and then he just goes, man, I'll tell you growing up as a young kid in Oklahoma, there wasn't nothing better. And it, Mr. James Taylor. And just and like he cries, <laughs> right? Yeah, and he, and he starts playing Man Against Machine. He he does he does cry a lot in this, and yeah, he does speak in that. He's a, he's that, a crier. That, yeah, I mean, in that in that half whispered narration. I knew when James Taylor started playing that my dad was going to stop beating me. Whatever it is, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think his dad beat him. No, but he always talks about it was real tense in my house. Things were always on edge. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that whenever I get a chance. We didn't talk about the other big documentary, which is Tiger King, really. Well, you know, we're not a TV podcast. That's true. I'll let, I'll let the Garth thing slide because that's like a movie. Uh, Last Dance is questionable. Not least. a movie. Yeah. I mean, I just brought it up because it's, it's, it's been one of the best things I've watched all year. I, I, while you were talking about that, I, I pulled up a list of, of delayed movies. Uh, just to kind of see what I am still looking forward to. And this may not include everything, but very quickly, I'll just list off ones. Uh, a Quiet Place Part 2 is mm-hmm. a movie that I think a lot of people forgot was going to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, do, 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 do Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Candyman. Escape Room 2. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. The Eternals. Mm-hmm. Fast 9. Uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm going to boot it hard. Halloween Kills has been moved a full year to October 2021. This is killing me. Uh, uh, in the Heights. In the Heights. Oh. Mulan. Yeah, I'm still not in. I'm just now to the M's. Oh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, Mulan. <laughs> I have a morbid curiosity in the New Mutants. <laughs> Um, do, 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 soul tenant. No time to die. Top Gun. No time to die. Yep. Wonder Woman. That's just a. It's just a quick list. That's a. There's a ton of movies I'm still looking forward to. All of the, all of those were supposed to come out this year. Some are still supposed to. Yeah. Uh, there are three and a so half. Too. There are three and a half movies. Like I have to change my scale on um, what looking forward to means in 2020. Um, normally these are movies that I would see, but I wouldn't be quote unquote looking forward to them. Uh, except for maybe one um, of the movies that are out that I know 
that you can either rent or find on streaming. Um, there are four that I really want to see. The King of Staten Island, which is right. the Pete Davidson movie. Um, I don't really know a ton about it other than it's Pete Davidson. I think he wrote it. Um, the Judd Apatow. Oh, it was Judd? Uh, well, I don't know who those... wrote it exactly, but I know it's a Judd Apatow directed it, I think. So you put those two together, and that is something that I'm definitely interested in. Um, I want to see Palm Springs, which has just come out. Um, I heard it was very funny. I got an endorsement uh, from our friend Daniel. I got an endorsement from his wife. Uh, she told me that it – let me find it here. I don't want to mess up her quote. It's just what the world needed right now. Super cute, funny, and lighthearted. So – it's a nice little. Yeah, I've heard nothing but glowing reviews about Palm Springs. It has a three point nine on Letterboxd. So that that just came out. Um, my Spy is another one that I'm interested in. Um, the High Note has my attention. I'm intrigued by that. Uh, but the one that I really want to see is The Five Bloods. I still haven't seen that. Andrew, I know you saw it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. on list too. It's. I, I liked it. I, I thought it was an interesting take on like. I thought it was an interesting take that Spike Lee would do on Vietnam. Uh, anything that Spike Lee does right now is really interesting. I've always, I've always thought that. And this movie is, it's, it's long. I will say it's very long. So, you know, it's like three and a half or no, it's not, not even three. But it's oh, I thought close. it was three. No, it, it's pretty close to three hours, but like okay. it just gets insane. I think that the last hour of that movie gets really insane. Like you really, like it gets pretty predictable up until that time, and then you just don't know what's going to happen. So it's one a Spike more, Lee movie. Yeah. One one more movie that it w- actually is coming out here in the next month is uh, another uh, Disney Plus. Uh, I want to, I guess I'll say original. I don't know if this was ever intended for theaters, but it's called the uh, the one and only Ivan, and it's about a gorilla. Yes. Goes it's about a what? Tries to break a gorilla. Out. A gorilla that was abducted? Yeah, like yeah. taken by like poachers and sold into the circus and things like that. And it's a it's a talking animal movie. It's probably you know it's a little bit aimed more for kids, but it looks like it's got Brian Cranston. It looks like it's pretty. It's got a great cast. Okay. So it's live action slash animation. Brian Cranston is a real life person, and the voice cast includes Sam Rockwell, Angelina Jolie, Danny DeVito, Helen Mirren. Uh, Ron Funches, um, Philippa Sue, who is Eliza in Hamilton, and um, Octavia Spencer. Yeah, so what, check out the trailer. I mean, it does look like it's 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 mostly marketed towards kids, but it looks like it's you know not the worst thing that that I've that I'll see this year. And yes, you're, you, uh, this movie was originally intended for a theatrical release, but Disney decided to put it on Disney Plus instead. Yep, and that's scheduled for I think an August release. Yep, yep. It was set for it was set for theaters August fourteenth, and now it will be released on Disney Plus August twenty first. Cool. That's, a, that's about it for me in terms of like what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I can't think of any that hasn't already been said that are, that is like already out that I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, but. I don't know. It's been, I've kind of like, I've enjoyed parts of this year, but not really enjoyed uh, very much of it. I, I can't wait to, <laughs> till the day to get back to a theater. Yeah, I enjoyed, no. I enjoyed every bit of this year until like March 11th. <laughs> then I didn't have fun no more. <laughs> I had fun since. No, I, the most fun I've had is going back and watching 
old stuff at this point. And that's why I've kind of like, you know, I've enjoyed what we've done this year. We've done Lord of the Rings, the matrix, uh, men in black. I, you know, I've, I've had a lot of fun going back to the early two thousands for the most part. Yeah. True. Yeah. Do you guys have favorites of what we've done? No. I mean, we did what, uh, what were the last two that we did? We did star Trek and what was before star Trek. I got that list right here. My, my I can't it. remember. They all run together. They uh, really before Star Trek, we did uh, we did the we did the Matrix, I believe. Yeah. No, we did no, Cloverfield. 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 I would say that either Cloverfield, Return of the King, pretty much the first movie in all of them, except for honestly, Return of the King. I have not I have not really enjoyed any episodes this year. Wow, <laughs> way to throw us under Our the recordings bus. Recordings of the movies you watched. Both. <laughs> well, I'm looking back at it, and I have seen. I had already seen every movie we've covered, so none yeah. of them were new for me. Yeah. Um. Every series led to some sort of disappointment for me. Um. Lord of the Rings, I already don't really like. Sorry, mm. Andrew. Um. Men in Black went downhill in Men in Black Two, and Four. And four. Uh, the Matrix went downhill, Cloverfield went downhill, and Star Trek went downhill. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, oh. like, the first movie in each, I think we all liked. Like, we were all like, yeah, The Matrix, That's that probably fair. And then we were like, oh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship Ring, that was pretty good. And then we were like, Star Trek Generations, this is all right. Cloverfield, this is fantastic. Hopefully our audience is still um, with us. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, like, you guys just stick with us. We've got good stuff somewhere. <laughs> Look. It's going to happen. We have to find the fun. Our yeah. We were supposed up. to do Lego movie at one point in time, but... Andrew. What happened there? Yeah, what happened there, Andrew? What happened there? Andrew. Yeah. This, well, thing, we got this year could have started year. off with James Bond. Last year we got spoiled. I'll tell you why. Because we, f- we hit a stride last year. We found a nice balance of picking movies and incorporating new ones and i mm. think that incorporating new ones really helped and now we can't do that <laughs> i mean unless you want to unless you want to do the kissing booth which our, i don't some, think is gonna get a lot of watches no our, hey. our most popular episodes uh, were in toward the end of last year yeah. i'm telling you deep blue sea three is coming out this year too i did oh man we really did get spoiled last year too. indiana jones hannibal avengers Ninth Museum, John Wick, Toy Story, Superman, It, Clerks, Happy Death Day, <laughs> Zombieland, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then we went straight into Christmas and then wrapped up with Star Wars. Yep. Last season was great, and this season is, well, let's be real. Even, <laughs> the thing is, even the movies we didn't like last year, we had a lot of fun with, like the Superman yeah. franchise, the Clerks franchise. We had tons of fun talking about those. We hit a real stride at the end of last year just doing uh, movies with just two. It was like Guardians of the Galaxy, Clerks, Zombieland. Uh, there was another one Josh just mentioned. It was like just a bunch of two two movie yeah. franchises. It was really like in and out. Maybe we need to. I feel like now we're having a production meeting during a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. Um, See how yeah. the sausage gets made. Yeah, maybe we need to try to to try to mimic that last that second season somehow. Recreate mm-hmm. that magic. In some yeah, well, way. That, that all depends on the sequel. Well, maybe it shouldn't. Maybe we, maybe we should not not use it well, all the time. The sequel only exists whenever we don't have new movies. 
Yeah, there's nothing coming out right now. There's not even a sequel like on the on the horizon coming out anytime soon. Because this thing, uh, Garrett watches it, but y'all ever watch the uh, game show called The Wall? Where they had to get it's, through the, the it's like the, extreme go. Yeah. Okay, so basically, the point I'm getting at is this season of The Wall has been rife with horrible luck, and I feel like the sequel is our wall. And we're always losing all of our money every time we spin it. That's what I, I feel know. like. I enjoyed Cloverfield and Tit and Cloverfield Lane, and I uh, yeah. I was really and I and I enjoyed talking about Star Trek. So, yeah. I wish I enjoyed watching Star Trek as much as I remembered. I enjoyed I talking about the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and I enjoyed Lord of the Rings too. I'm, nah, I'll go. I'll, I'll die on that hill. You lying? That was fun. I loved it. That was fun. I guess do Smeagol impressions oh, you at know least what? three weeks in a row. Hmm? Let me talk about something. I, I didn't even tell most of y'all this. I, I, I did a, a guest appearance on another podcast recently. Yeah, you did. Um, you didn't tell us nothing about that. I didn't tell y'all. You just let me find out by seeing we got tagged <laughs> in an Instagram story. <laughs> so a friend of mine uh, named Ben has a podcast called The Bracketologist that yeah. takes um, a, you know, like a March Madness style bracket with a bunch of various, every episode's about something new. Like he, he's done episodes about ice cream flavors. Yeah, it's all one of like cleaning supplies. Cleaning supplies, like anything. And every episode he has a guest on to be an expert in the field. And so I joined him to talk about our favorite movie trilogies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have, the, I, threw the, I threw my bracket away. I don't want to spoil what we ended up on because I want people to listen to it. I'll tell you all off mic if you want to know. Yeah. But I'll, I, I started basically, listening to it, but I didn't get to finish it yet. He, uh, he seeds all the movies. Mm-hmm. using. He used a variety of, of tactics from Rotten Tomato scores to um, what, which movies, which franchises are like actual true trilogies. Um, for example, you know, he's got... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean here. Not technically a trilogy, but he focused on the first three movies as a complete story. Yeah, no, so things Toy like Story that. on there too. Toy Story the same way. And, and that is an example of one where Toy Story existed as a trilogy for longer than, you know, before the fourth one came out. Quadrilogy. Right. So we went through and went through a first round, second round, all the way to... to claim a champion of the best movie trilogy of all time and we were both surprised at what we ended up with you want uh, oh, oh. you to, i was gonna say you could give the top four that's not giving it away but if you don't have your paper um no but i think i probably remember so the t- the final four for our bracket it was the original star wars trilogy toy story mm-hmm. um, back to the future and indiana jones yeah those we've done all floors. those. We've done all those, so it, I felt um, like I was the expert. <laughs> uh, but he's a big movie guy too, so we had a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. It's a fun show. I recommend people listen to it. It's one of those shows where, you know, if an episode pops up and you're not interested in that, you can skip that one and just go to one that you do like. Uh, that's what yeah. I like about his show is that, you know, maybe you don't care about the, your people's favorite ice cream flavors, but you want to know about their favorite movie trilogies. Yeah. Bracketologist is good for that. So we had a good time. Um, we're going to make it. We probably made a lot of people mad because we, we did some. There were some serious upsets in there. Like 
Um, were there upsets that just ended Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings died early. Anyway? Yeah. Lord of the Rings died early. I really wanted to put Scream over The Godfather, but <laughs> he, he he vetoed me on that one. Yeah, I'm sorry, Andrew. Neither and and that neither I'm of not. us liked the Lord of the Rings. It was great. You know how hard <laughs> it is for me to to find someone to talk about who hadn't liked Lord of the Rings. It's got to be very. Eric knows how hard it is. Yep. Living on a living on a rock, down uh-huh. in the middle of the ocean, all by myself. So, go check out that show, Bracketologist. It's streaming everywhere. Um, podcasts are everywhere we are, and uh, check out our Instagram page. So many sequels, and I got we've got posts about it tagged in there, so you can find them there too. But it was a lot of fun. It was a fun show. We should we should steal that idea and do some brackets every now and then. Yeah, sounds fun. Yeah. We'll 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 throw him a, a shout out every time or something. I got nothing else, friends. That's oh, all I go got ahead. to promote. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been on any podcasts lately. That's only the second podcast I think I've ever done. That's not our podcast. Because we did, we all did land or not Landry? Was it Landry's podcast? No, it was. No, it was uh, Hilton's. Opinions like a holes. We did, yeah. Garrett and I did opinions like a holes back when we were doing the way back flashback. And I think that's it. Yeah. Come on, other podcasters, have us on. We're fun. Yeah. Yeah, we're fun, guys. We're mushrooms. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Let's wrap this up. I'm done. Yeah, I'm tired of sitting. Yeah. As if 2020 wasn't bad enough, we've gone long as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that, yeah. This was just a bonus episode anyway. If you don't want to, if you didn't want to listen to it all, you didn't have to. You did this to yourself. Well, you did this to yourself. You know what you can do is go to our Facebook page and let us know your top movies of the year. Yeah, please do. But don't let us know what you thought of this episode. (laughs) We don't care. Uh, Yeah, we would like to know your top movies. Maybe we'll do a post about that um, when this episode drops. I asked everyone on our Facebook page the other day what movie, what was the last movie they watched? We got a lot of good good answers there. Some fun, people watching some fun movies while they're uh, stuck inside their homes. So that's been, you know, we all have movies at least. Yes, we have entertainment. So you can find us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So many sequels on all of those. Letterboxd, we've got an account there. And of course, you can subscribe to our podcast or YouTube channel for more of this exact kind of thing. Um, We're in the middle of Star Trek right now. We have... We have... Oh, yeah, I had to think about it. We We know what we're doing next. I won't tell you yet because that hasn't dropped yet. But I will say, I think... It's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll enjoy ourselves. I think it's going to be good. So, yeah. We're getting close to the end of this year-ish. Yep. We're about halfway through the halfway point. Yeah, hopefully soon we can all meet in theaters again someday. Probably space two to three seats apart, but nonetheless, <laughs> in a theater. We'll be there. All right. Yep. I guess it. Bye, I guess. The See end. And until next time. See y'all soon. See y'all. <laughs> Good one. <laughs>